Welcome everybody to the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, post MXDN podcast. Uh, it's all over, but the crying is Sunday night as we do this uh, from flyracing.com and uh, in the booth with uh, Paul Malin and uh, Jeff Emmings, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Hi. And also here from On Track Off Road, uh, the premier journalist in the sport of motocross today, it's Adam Wheeler. That's the usual five dollars in your pocket there. Cheers, Steve. Thank you. And I think I definitely have the wetter shoes today. Yeah, you were actually uh, out on the field. I went in the uh, trenches. Yeah, I was in the. JT hooked me. Up. I probably shouldn't say this, but JT hooked me up with a pass. I probably shouldn't have. Ustream will probably never talk to him again. But I was able to go in the skybox. As long as you behaved yourself, you'd be I okay. was fine. Yeah. yeah, and they had these little mini pizzas in the in the um, skybox uh, suite. I guess it's a suite. What do they call that? Skybox suite. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where we eat? Ten. Ten. Did he bring any? Any of this food back for you? Because I didn't see any of it. I had a pass, so yeah. I was good. Yeah. So he, sort of, I could go so in he didn't have to sort you but out. Little, no, little okay. tiny pizzas, so they were good. That was about the best thing of the day. Um, well, JT, uh, eight in a row for Team USA, and much like Natterley, and much like Lomo, mm-hmm. it was never going to happen. Not with these conditions. No, and I spoke to uh, a few of the guys that were at the test sessions this week, and uh, the their feeling in there, this is, they don't have anything to do with Team USA. Their feeling was in a dry condition, even in the sand. Uh, the speed they had this week comparatively with other MXGP riders was uh, for sure podium in the dry. But uh, that was certainly not the case. When I woke up this morning and saw that it had rained all night and saw how much it was going to rain throughout the day, uh, I was pretty certain that it wasn't going to happen. I wasn't confident at all. Because really, when it comes down to it, conditions like today any of the team usa members if it's raining like that they go home they they would not practice in this unless they were forced to in a race situation where the mxgp riders this is winter at its finest most of the time they're riding in the rain it's snowing you know soft warmer than winter right right so it's um that's not an excuse that's just you know i don't think this is a these conditions favor the u.s and yeah they were not a podium level team today the uh the one thing you don't want to do in a mud race or mud sand race is uh, crash in the opening laps and uh team usa did that with both of their riders uh they were about 10th and 11th 9th and 10th somewhere around there justin cooper goes down uh hurts his hand he had to get a shot uh, in between motos it was bad enough yeah knuckle uh, apparently yeah knuckle well, it wasn't broken but no they, yeah but so I mean, that's it, Adam. That There you go. The USA's in a huge hole right off the bat. Not to mention, you know, Zach didn't ride as well as we've seen. And it's kind of ironic that, you know, Jason Anderson, for the second time, has another rider kind of influences race day. Um, I already thought of that. True. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it's kind of sad that he's been over here the longest. I mean, he, you know, he came over here, yeah. made a whole European experience. And, you know, he arguably was the, the USA's best performer on the day. Um but like, J- like JT said, I think after yesterday where it was, okay, we had a few showers, mm-hmm. but it wasn't nowhere near like the, the rain of today. The USA had good speed. You know, we kind of said in our predictions, yep. you know, podium. Um, and, yeah, it was, was a lottery, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, it really was once, once that happened. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Zach had the inside gate both times, and he didn't get starts that he needed to. One rider fell in front of him one time. Another one, he just didn't get it. Uh, that, that inside gate in these conditions on this track, you have to be top five, yeah, and then you can let the other guy. I would work like his way to, through, and that didn't happen. Before we talk about it anymore, as a proud Brit, I would just like oh, to say that I am uh, finally. You know, I know it's the third time in a row that the British have made the podium, but um, you know that was uh, a variation on the team. You know that yeah. came late, 
you know, yeah. Enduro guy, yeah. you know, yeah. sort of like Adam Sterry coming in late as well. Sean Simpson had a terrible season, but that third place in the second moto was, was fantastic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Sean was really good today. Yeah, and I did call it earlier on. I may have, I may have altered my prediction yesterday <laughs> to, in fact, doing the it. Team USA's you, thing, you did but call it, I which, think between the three of us, my prediction count maybe, I think I'm, you know, I'm the Team USA equivalent in terms of wins <laughs> right now. I mean, if I knew what was going to come today as far as weather, yeah. uh, I would have never doubted you. I, I the forecast has been the same all week. Well, it was forecasted to rain all day yesterday as well. And I, I figured, okay, rain, no problem, but not all night long, all day long, yeah. unrelenting, never stops type rain. I thought it would be misty, yeah, rain some, just like what Saturday. If I knew what was coming, yeah, I would have never, I would have never expected the U.S. to perform. Because this, these are conditions the U.S. never faces, and that's just that's just reality. I, I thought the, actually the USA performed pretty well, but when you take Justin Cooper, who really couldn't ride, and you you are forced to now accept a 25th place result as your best MX2 effort, you get put so far behind the eight ball, and you ask so much out of the the MX1 rider and the open rider that there's no room I, for error. I almost would have said six would have been great after Moto One. <laughs> If you'd said, hey, they're going to get sixth, and by the way, I think I did the math. If Anderson doesn't lose those four spots in the first moto in the last lap, I believe they get fourth. USA does. Okay. Maybe they lose a tie break, but they're in four, They're tied for fourth. And if you told me after moto one, hey, they're going to get fourth, I would have been like, holy smokes. Well, so, you, know, you know, you certainly wouldn't have said Estonia would have placed yeah, higher than yeah, that. Yeah. So that shows, I mean, with full respect to people like Harry Kulas is a great sound rider, and Tano yeah. Leok, who's like part of the furniture here. Yeah. Um, you know, it was that was the lottery aspect. Yeah, it was a crazy day for scores, huh, Adam? Yeah, like we said, uh, it'll be high scoring. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think the I'll, Netherlands finished with a twenty, no, the high twenties. Yeah. I mean, we've Nin- seen this. Nineteen, they finished with. I mean, France have won this with like yeah, 11, 19, 12. And then, uh, they had forty. The Belgium had forty-seven in yeah. second. So yeah, you're right. High scores. Um, real unpredictable day. Listen, uh, I like Gauthier Paulin. He's a good dude. Uh, but yeah. Hey, France, how's this luck for you? Yeah. Uh, Paulin's motor blows with a lap to go, giving uh, GB the third spot, which I referenced it to Simpson in my post race interview. Remember Latvia, their cha- chain broke? Yeah. Or somebody's chain broke. Yeah. Late in the race to take the third away from them. So it was Carl yeah, all these years later. It, it comes around, doesn't it? It yeah. cycles back around. I mean, uh, Mark Chamberlain, the team GBR team manager, was, was quite amusing in the post race press conference mm-hmm. when he said, uh, you know, he made a, an expression like Gautier, or. Oh, I was pumped when he saw oh, that, yeah, you know. Yeah. And he, yeah. of course, you can tell he didn't wish ill on anyone. Oh, but yeah. I think, yeah. and I, I think that, you know, that kind of encapsulated a feeling for a lot yeah. of people. Was like, okay, you know, the, yeah. the guys who have been so good for half a decade, hey, they were for, second you know, for a bit. They were second overall. For yeah, a bit. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I couldn't either. Fair play to Jordi Tixier because I think he went down yeah. in that first first motor maybe once or twice, yeah. but he kept going, kept going, kept going. Yeah. Yeah. So and you know Maxim Renault I think was like very much the, the right. David and the the Goliath of these yeah. conditions you know it was yeah. and I brought it up yesterday and I brought it up in our in our pre pre pod Jeremy Van Horbeek he's on two fifty one time and he came through for Belgium today he's on a privateer bike he rode great I just JVH uh, this race seems to rise up you know Stribos had a tough day but the Belgians get second but he puts he put 
his finger on it even in the post-race press conference because it sounds a little glib when he says oh this race doesn't mean much to me and, and, and that's, really? yeah, that's, that's kind of lost in translation what he's trying to say really is that there's no big pressure on him mm-hmm. and Jeremy's always kind of fallen down a little bit when there has been pressure on him to get results yeah. um, you know when he's had Roman Febra as a teammate when he's finished second in the world and people expect him to push on it hasn't happened and so maybe that kind of attitude of coming in and thinking well we should be on the podium but right. I'll just do my best and yeah, see what yeah. happens yeah maybe right. you know that kind of little bit of a nonchalant yep. attitude to it it pays right. off for him here right uh jt uh, the netherlands of course won we all thought they would but again like thought jeffrey would be better i really did uh didn't get good starts i think that's I that's what you said he there the, i thought he had the outside yeah. gate for moto three no they said he had the inside gate i think he rode fantastic i think uh i think he tried a little bit too hard well he crushed three in times final. in his last moto right he tried too hard but a lot of that was circumstance of bad starts um, you look at the lap times, he was riding really well. I mean, he w- at any given time, he would be the fastest time on track. You just can't make mistakes, and you, he put himself in a position where bad things are going to happen to him. Um, and I think he had the weight of, of the world in that last moto for him to win. They, the win for the country was pretty much done. That was going into the final moto. They weren't even concerned with that, I don't think. Uh, but with the king here, with the fans, you know, I would say – 90% of the people here came here to see Jeffrey Hoeings win something. That's just how uh, as big well, of a star yeah, as he is. He didn't. Yeah, but, you know... I understand that. Yeah, Thanks, Steve. Yeah, I just... I just, I just <laughs> but you we have to talk about Glenn Coldenhoff first. Yeah, well, I was I'll get, I'll get into that. But, I, mean, sure, but, yeah. I mean, can you remember, we, we were talking about this earlier, anyone going 1-1-1-1 one, 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 uh, two years in a row in a, in a motocross of nations because it's uh, I, Someone, someone uh, tweeted me that Stefan Everts did in uh, maybe 99 and 2000 was right. the last time it had happened. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, getting to Coldenhoff, that's a completely different story. But Hurlings, I think his pace was fine. He, he was really, really fast. You look at that first race, he was incredible coming up and, and almost getting the win from 25 seconds down at one yeah. point he was. That was the race of the day, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. The second race wasn't great. He crashed three times. I think he was just trying too hard. I think he was he felt the pressure to perform, and he, he just let the race get away from him. The Hurlings fans will never, never let it go. As far as I remember, the starts include... The races include starts and they include staying I'm not on a Hurling super fan. I, I know, but I'm saying, like, I think the pressure got to him. I, absolutely. I was making, that's the point He's I'm making. Pressing. Yeah. Sure. Pressing. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like. But I, I don't want it to come, I don't want it to come across like he was slow or something. Of course, because no, no, okay. never, but. I think in his defense, he's missed almost a whole season of racing. I mm-hmm. think, you know, if there's a little bit of rustiness. Okay, he won the last two rounds of MHGP. They were in typical they weren't, they weren't crazy. Easy, no. no, no, they were cre- typical, like, yeah. last lap, last Modo's attack. Yeah. Um, you know, Glenn Koldenhoff was was the victim more times than not. But, you know, he wasn't really the same rider that we saw last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but back to Koldenhoff, full props to him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Adam, I don't know where this is coming from because Glenn's a veteran now. And uh, guys, zebras don't change their stripes. They are what they are, especially when you get to be told as Glenn. 27? Late 20s, 28? 28? Yeah. Uh, he's 24, 25, 26. He's a 5th to 10th place guy. You know, sort of teammates with Antonio doing whatever and 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 he has just risen to a new level and, and props to him man he, he's just yeah. yeah he's just a confidence rider and yeah. i think you know since he's sorted out the the bike um and he's got fully fit because he broke two vertebra in, in in the winter you know he's he's made that step yeah. and and i think that's where big credit goes to the team because even on red bull ktm on a factory ktm last year yeah. um you know the bike's not too dissimilar what he has now but he's still close the bike yeah, was. yeah. It's, it's close yeah i mean yeah. like anstey as well had factory frames factory yeah. engines but um 
you know he, he wasn't able to reach that level so maybe it is a, a maturing thing mm-hmm. um, it's definitely a confidence thing but it is uh, you know yeah that those, those yeah. results as you're talking a yeah. career peak uh, really weird race in the sense of Tim Geyser wins the overall in uh, MXGP first Slovenian to win a, a okay. moto and Slo- Slovenia is out of it uh, Olsen TKO wins the MX2 Denmark does okay uh, at, at one point we had uh, uh Help me out. There was another dude in there running in one of the motos. Uh, oh, well, coolest. Yeah. Um, and there's even somebody else. Um, who, anyways, an obscure country. You'd three say or four countries were Prado. in. Be- Prado. Yeah. yeah. Three or four countries are in between there that are not in a chance to win, and but it's helping. S- and aside on that, actually, um, I was told that Carlos Campano, the other Spanish rider who's been racing in yeah. Brazil for, I don't know, five, six years. Um, you know, uh, apparently Zach landed on him in the first moto and, and fractured his part of his foot. Oh. But, but he still taped it up and went yeah, out for the last race. Yeah. And so, I was wondering in that in that race was today the worst start of Jorge Prado's career? Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I would think so. Yeah, yeah. He actually, I spoke to him just after the race, and he said, um, "Yeah, I had to make a lot of, I had to pass a lot of guys, and I'm not used to that." <laughs> <laughs> I don't like passing. Ferrado um, was good too. Yeah. No. Um, but so it was a weird race in the sense that we had some guys in there whose countries, you know, weren't in the running, um, which affected the high scores. You yeah. know what I mean? I think at the end of the day. Uh, but for you, Adam, most surprising rider or country? I'm just picking up the papers here because yeah. Ferrato, I think, got Italy's best score, didn't he? Didn't he finish like uh, he DNF good? one moto. We, we had a problem on one of our motos. Uh, we. Yeah, yeah, we, we yeah. The team Ferrado. Albi, Albi Ferrado. 20th place. Um, yeah. Most surprising rider or country? <clears throat> surprising rider. Like, I don't think you can say Olsen or Geyser winning is, is surprising. They were really, really well, of course. But I, I would maybe say Australia, they, their results don't show it. They got 12th or something. But they were fourth overall. Yeah. Uh, Ferris's bike let go in the last lap. Uh, Duffy's bike let go. They got two DNFs in that last moto. Um, so maybe Australia's kids as a country. Yeah, and they just keep popping up with new riders. You yeah. know, Grand Prix. You know, you got Mitchell Evans this year, going to yep. be Factory HRC next year. Um, Starting you know, a burner, and he said yeah. he's got a hard choice for twenty twenty. Does Nations team now because Already. the regulars will? He's got some time to yeah. figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that for me, maybe Australia kids. They, yeah, they really. Sh- and I, that the, the Kiwi kid um, Walsh. Yes, I don't know anything about this Kiwi kid. He DNF'd, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he had a big speed. one. He's, uh, yeah. He looked to be injured as well, so that's that's a bummer. But showed speed, right? Like, I'm yeah, but like, he's uh, been he's been uh, he was in MX250 yeah. and MX2 this year. He's a great starter, and uh, yeah, he's he's been in the so, series. So, so for me, uh, it might be Australia. For, what about you? I think Belgium. Really, I mean, I didn't even though we tipped them for the podium um, and Strybos in that last moto, you kind of think he'd thrown it away once or twice, but still kept going, kept going. That was that was a bit of a surprise, but um, again, I think I have to come back to the Brits and Nathan Watson being an enduro rider mm-hmm. and taking a top ten finish. Let's go back to the Brits. Yeah, okay. well, you know, he lost yeah, his clutch. Yeah. He burned his clutch in the first first race and yeah. also popped his shoulder out a little bit. So he dug it out in the second moto. So uh, you know, he was um, he was pretty much a, a hero for them. You could say. Yeah. yeah. JT. I'm going to go with Geyser. Uh, these conditions are not anything where you would expect him to really shine. Um, obviously, he doesn't have the teammates, really, or the support to have a, a podium effort as far as a team goes. But on a track that's this sandy and a track that he probably wasn't that fond of, to go out there and win the overall, win the first moto, beating Jeffrey Hurlings, uh, he was great all day. Great starts, looked solid, and coming off of the races he's had, where let's say the last 
you know, six to eight weeks of the MXGP calendar, he was not the same rider. Crashes, and uh, it was really more of the Jeffrey Hurlings and Glenn Koldenhoff show. So I thought it was a nice rebound for him and uh, a nice way to head into the offseason, and we'll see what happens with the Monster Energy Cup. But I thought it was a, a great way to show the world that he could still compete on that stage in really adverse conditions. A, qu- a question for you two. Knowing, you know, dealing week in, week out with, like, you know, Jason Anderson, Zach Osborne, Justin Cooper, what do those guys think now? Do they think, oh, that was two, three, you know, four weeks of my life wasted? Or do they think... You know, actually, I, I you know, give me that experience again. Well, I'll come back next year and do the same program. Publicly or privately? <laughs> I think publicly they'll all say the right things. And I talked to Zach and Justin already about it, and they gave the right answers. But privately, they got to be thinking, what a waste because of the because of the weather. You know, we yep. show up and, and we put all this work in, we test, and this is what happens, and it's just a waste. Uh, that that would be my opinion. I think they should know if they didn't know what this track was going to be all about and and of course the weather changed that some but even without the weather this track was always going to be incredibly difficult for an american rider with zero experience here to come in and and succeed uh so regardless of the end result um if they had any uh misconception about how difficult this track would be comparatively to say ernay which is a much more similar track to what they would be feel comfortable on um I would be surprised. Uh, I, th- I thought it was going to be an uphill battle from the get-go coming into this this. Well, uh, what do you mean? Uphill to win, of course. But don't you feel like dry conditions, they podium? I still do. I, I still think it's possible. So I think then, it's possible, but I'm so saying... I think they walk away from a podium going... This track, this is worth it. This track, or Lommel, or one of this is this is always going to be the most difficult scenario for an American team to walk into because it's not the conditions that they practice well, on. But Adam asked if they think that they're happy with the effort, and I think if they got the podium, they would be. Well, I don't think they're going to be happy because I think they feel like they left a lot on the table. You know, Justin Cooper's injury; uh, they had issues all day. All of them had issues throughout the day. No. Yeah. So, so now they're going to say privately that it was a waste. So these three guys, I mean, if they see DaCosta coming up to them in, in the pits at some point next summer, they're going to go, oh, man, I'm going to run well, and hide or you know, and I bring think it on. That's, that's, I guess the point I'm trying to make is going into Ernay, I think they would be okay with going because they can go back and watch the race from uh, 2016 and say, yeah, we were close. We were second, and Marvin was a little better than Jeremy Martin. Cooper Webb was a little bit less than Roman Febra, but they were close to being in the mix there, and that's a track that they could compete on. Coming back here next year, if Roger comes and says, hey, they moved it to Assen again for 2020, I think they might roll their eyes a bit, but next year and going to Italy, it sounds like we're going to go to Italy the following year, I think you're going to see a a much different uh, opportunity Mm. for the American team to shine. Majora again, perhaps. But I don't know if the I don't know if the winless streak ends. Well, I now really it's don't. A, now it's a podium less streak. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really don't. I, I I think they could win for sure, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I wonder. Well, I wonder if the template for the USA has been established. I don't think it has been. If I had to bet, Erne and Italy and so on and so forth, they're not going early. Well, but I team, wonder the team situation now you've got a three-headed monster the netherlands has firmly established itself as a contender i think france is going to regroup they're not going to take this loss lightly who knows how the politics play out but on home soil i would be shocked if the french federation did not bring their very best team to try to recapture that crown uh and then obviously the usa is going to try to bring the best team possible and they were second the last time we were there so um i think i don't think the usa will be the favorites by any means but 
I think it'll be much you, more of anybody's yeah, race you next think year. They go to the training camp, or uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think you necessarily would need to, though. Yeah. Uh, but then you know, it, you kind of say Assen is a very European circuit. It's very special. You have to get prepared for it. But then Ona is the definition of an old school motocross track. You know, it's as narrow and narrower than this track in places. Mm-hmm. So you don't start there. You're buried like out of the top ten. You aren't going to yeah, have a tough the, race after that start. Those first few corners, yeah. Like you're when you go down to the end, like you're done. And yeah. also, if we get even half the weather that we had today, you know, it might be easier to walk up those hills. Well, and ride you them. tell your guy Giuseppe to stop putting a month break <laughs> in the middle of the season and move this. And race GP up. only finished two weeks ago. Yeah, but you had all those breaks in the summer. Move this whole thing up. Tell Giuseppe or David or somebody. Yeah. We, yeah. And we'll avoid weather. We'll avoid weather, and we'll have better U.S. participation. Don't hold your breath. I'm not going to. No, okay. No. Good. But um, yeah, so going into into, into Erne, I mean, I think USA, like JT said, I think you put USA in a hat with four other countries. I think it's three. Okay, but you'd see me back. JT was the angriest other thing I've seen you in Erne in in fifteen. Really? Yeah. Uh, no. Majora. Majora yeah. was oh, I, definitely I, I thought worse. Latvia. Yeah, but Majora was freak, wasn't it? It was, you know, Anderson got landed on, and that was... That, and that's why, uh, yeah, there were some comments made about certain media people were, seemed very happy about that incident, uh, which I was ready to uh, I was ready to go to fisticuffs. I think Latvia. Dunge wrote terrible. I was well, and that was early in the yeah, early in the yeah, scenario. Yeah, too. I was yeah. pretty pissed off right. in Latvia. Um, I wasn't angry at all today. I thought the conditions were just you know preposterous I, for anybody to be upset about how the day goes with bikes breaking and crashes. That's it's I silly. Think, I think everybody knows Adam. Like I'm not a pom pom guy, so I don't really care who wins and who does what. I pom see a good racing. Yeah, <laughs> pom the tail. It's good. Um, so I'm not one of those guys that is my attitude is affected by this day from USA, but I have to say. I felt like this this event lacked something. I felt like this lacked the pizzazz of a. You more felt like that before you even came, though. Maybe so. Yes, I mentioned that yesterday in our in our post race press. Skepticism of the venue, perhaps. Skepticism of the venue. The fans are still far away. You're not getting that atmosphere to me. The weather was crappy. I was cold. I did have those mini pizzas, which were good. But <laughs> like, I just, I just, and the star power. We didn't have the star power. We just didn't have it. We had these high scores. And look, hey, not everyone can be a home run. You know, it's not like, uh, you know, Renee will be all time. You look at Renee. You look at Majoria. Yeah. You look at Redbud. Um, even though with the weather, I thought the the, the, the vibe was excellent. You I know? still think there's a Bermuda Triangle kind of aspect to the sand. I think people look at it and think, I'm going to lose my mind in there, you know, and that tends to scare people off. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I can understand French hard pack, like, you know, people like Ken Roxon and Ridden Um They might think, okay, that's that's maybe easier for me to handle. Yeah. Um, you know, fingers crossed for that. Do you, do you but, agree with me on the event, though, or no? Does this feel to you as, as, as always... Because oh, having been here for MHGP, and especially last year, we were spoiled with Hurlings winning the championship in front of this crowd. We, already last year, we were thinking we knew the Nations was going to be here. You mm-hmm. can imagine a much bigger audience. But right. it's hard to really have any immediate sensation on it now because of the weather. I mean, it really just ruined it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I think even the organizer was saying, you know, it, he didn't lose money today, but he surely didn't win any extra yeah, yeah. Uh, on the pre-sales. Right. So, okay, yeah, just 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 an observation, but yeah, maybe it was a little bit of coming in. I was just like, well, oh, geez, but. I'll give you that it didn't have the just valley countryside of fifty thousand people setting off smoke bombs and noisemakers. It didn't have that scenic situation. I'm there with you, um, but I'm more of I like variety. I like trying something different it's a completely different venue and different feeling than we've had uh but if you want the classic 
European motocross of nations feel. Yeah, I think it was a little bit different than that. Um, but I don't think they all have to be the same. Redbud, I mean, last year it was, you know, hairs on the back of your neck. I mean, yeah. pick, a, pick a cliche. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, you yeah. know, when yeah. they're going around on the siding lap, even yeah. though it was shitty and wet and yeah. very muddy, yeah, yeah. you know, you still had a, a buzz. I, I agree. That's and why for it me, the most striking thing still to this day from that event was the way that it was not going well for Team USA and the crowd just kind of sunk you know the atmosphere yeah. like you know, yeah. what, you know it's like dumbfounded what's going on <laughs> yeah, here yeah. this is not what we paid to see well, we had Puerto Rico we had a guy doing a backflip <laughs> on the parade lap so we did have that going for us and Wyndham had a beard that was ca- catching in his front sprocket but, yeah you know, <laughs> Gautier yeah. Paul in on the starting line like screaming are you not entertained yeah yeah exactly <laughs> all the fans so, but um yeah so USA's winless streak might just keep carrying on here and really, acceptance is going to get easier and easier I mean I, I just Pray, I, I might have said the same thing last year or the year before that you know that the American kind of paddock industry scene riders teams still want to do this, want to get behind this. Yeah. Don't look at the result sheet and think, oh, we sucked again or we didn't yeah. perform again. Um, highly unusual. You know, it's an annual event, so you're only going to do it so many times. But highly unusual circumstances. Um, Erne next year. Um, it's going to be a completely different situation. I'm telling you, Wheeler, I've been saying it. They need to stop going here. They need to stop coming. I know it sounds like they're taking their um, ball and going home, but this is the most inconvenient race for the American teams to do. Isn't it the most glorious, it, though? No. No, I don't know. Where have you seen the last seven years? There's not been no glory. No, but um, it, it, there is. A, I mean, everyone's walking around with Team USA country colors and stuff. Isn't know, that like the most patriotic thing you can do as Look, a pro athlete? The, the team spends money to come here. It's work for the, the riders and the crew have had 29 races in 35 weekends. Uh, now they got to keep going. They're going to be at disadvantage at the Monster Cup. They're going to be disadvantage uh, getting the Supercross training. It doesn't work out for the USA guys. And, and to me, until that, until that, until they get a little help. Look, they sell tickets for Ustream. They're a big deal. I, I was around their pits again this weekend. Guess what? There was, it was four deep around that that paddock at times for fans trying to get a glimpse of one of these three guys there's they an, sell tickets there's an element we say that's correct but then you know if you talk to somebody like jason anderson he's 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 got a vibe like i've, I've been on vacation you know he's he's been over here he's, <laughs> he's had he's, he's, yeah, he's had you know he's had an experience and <laughs> yeah. you know he's riding already back in in red bull straight rhythm next week yeah. go like jt said go to the monster cup yeah. but i don't see a guy who's on the floor like please help me i can't handle no, the no. situation no, not him not not necessarily him but the, the crew you know they've all been doing it for, and I was in those shoes. You know, and and the, the date thing is so inconvenient and such a hindrance to USA winning. It really is. I think but I hey, just lay on more yeah. mini pizzas, and you okay, know, yeah, that was a. You know, give me some more mini pizzas. I'll change my mind. But um, anyway, so that's just kind of yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't fully. I don't expect them to follow my advice and see if they can force a power play with Ustream. I don't expect that to happen, but I do think they should do that. I really do, because they sell tickets and it's not working. It's not working for the teams. It's not working for the schedule. And uh, but anyways, yeah. Does Roger JT does Roger stay as team manager? I mean, if you had maybe a nothing disparaging against him, but if you had a younger guy, more energetic guy, you know, who'd go on the you know into an office and bang a table and say, "Hey, make this." Well, JT, you know, let me ask you this: How surprised were you that he kept the job this year? I really felt like there was an undercurrent over there in America that he was out after Redbud. Yeah, you never know. I I, I just can't see them taking it away from him mm-hmm. i really think the only way that's going to happen is if Resigns. roger willingly gives it up he just his legacy and his he's i don't want to say powerful because i don't think he's going to flex power on anybody i just think it's a respect thing that they're never going to actively say 
this and is not working not anymore. No, it's not. not it's not. I think yeah. there certainly can be things done better. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, when the gate drops, the yeah. guys are either going to do it or they're not. Yeah. So I think the the toughest thing that the UFA, USA faces right now is there is absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm not even sure the right word, but the the best that the USA has to offer does not want to race this event. And that's yeah. that's really unfortunate. Um, that's not how it used to be. I think there are a lot of factors to it. Um, the sponsors are not – they're giving them leeway to choose what they want to do. Um, but that's really unfortunate. It makes me sad to, to say that, but I believe it's true, is that there are several riders that would make the Team USA better that are opting out and they don't want to be here. So hopefully that changes. Hopefully there can – I don't know what the solution is. Hopefully both sides can come to agreements that maybe make that burden a little easier for the USA guys. Um, but that's, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you look at even, even not even the, the top guys, up. Kenny Roxon, yeah. and that was a, maybe a different yeah. situation, but there were so well, he's many guys. Before, though. He's bad out before. Right, there are so many guys that Marvin. aren't here um, for various reasons. But I went down the list last week, and every team was missing a, an elite-level guy. Yeah. And, and it was for all kinds of reasons, whether they chose to or didn't, you know. It's just it could, the where, race could be better. Uh, where was this nation's in 17? Was that Missouri? Matterly. Oh, yeah. Matterly. Okay, but. So I I don't remember Matterly, but the Dutch, they were a last-lap pass from Goche from winning Major. They almost won Red Bud with two mm-hmm. guys, and now they won. I don't remember what happened in Well, they Madeline. certainly had the best team last year, Red Bud. Yeah. No, they, no question about that. I don't remember. Madeline, it was French-dominated. Yeah, I think Brian Bogus uh, didn't okay. chip in with the result. Okay. Any but year. anyway, so the point is the Dutch have almost been you know three-time champions now of this race, and they finally did get the first win. But Well, yeah, they've been they second yeah. three years in a row. Yeah, so they're, they're so coming. You it's know. their time. You know, maybe they're, they're the new France, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, it's not Canada, so... Uh, You've got a whole right. year to build that campaign as well. Yeah. Forget that move the race. Okay. Forget well, you know. Yeah, let, I don't you expect know. I don't expect you, Adam Wheeler, defender of all things European, to, to, <laughs> to see my point. Um, so yeah, all right, there we go. Congratulations to anything else. Holland, Holland wins. Um, Belgium second. And, Predictions uh, for guys here at Monster Energy Cup. Like Team USA coming here, fair play to him for trying it. Of course, you know? yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I I'll be interested to see. You know, they're shipping his bike, so they're gonna try to make him as comfortable as possible. I think he'll be more prepared than last time, and certainly he learned a lot last time. Uh, for you know, obviously it didn't go well, but he he got a lot of experience that he will be able to draw from. But uh, I think it's very similar to the u.s guys jumping into this series he's going to jump into something those guys are very good at yeah, um, yeah. I, I hope he's really good because i think it'll add to the intrigue but that's a big ask my, a big ask from him. my only hope is that he's less scary than he was last time yeah well, well he's pretty scary even when he's riding well he has big <laughs> crashes and and fortunately he's so resilient it doesn't sideline him but uh um, no visor geyser <laughs> the monster Cannibal energy man. cup track is is easier significantly easier than a normal supercross track but it's very unforgiving because the dirt is so hard there uh so yeah i'm hoping just because i think it adds so much to the storylines of an event that 
generally need storylines. Um, the million dollars is cool, but mm. most riders are just there to have a good time and fulfill sponsor obligations. Test, perhaps? Eh, maybe. Maybe new guys on new teams. Uh, but it's more of, hey, we got to go race this race. i got to ride a few times before yeah. we go there. You know. So, Well, I mean, what ifs is the theme of the day, and it's a shame that Jorge Prado is not doing that race. I think you know that slightly easier Supercross feel for him would be yeah. a, a real nice fit. He rode um, some Supercross for Troy Lee a few years ago. Yeah. By my he was, report, he was pretty good. He was yep. out there testing. Well, yep. not testing, just, just play riding, yeah. 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 you know. But he was he just turned 15, I think. Yeah. I mean, he's only 18 now. Yeah. Incidentally, I, I talked to him this afternoon, and uh, I mentioned Jeremy Sewer's comment yesterday where he said he followed him and he was making mistakes because he was taking 250 lines, and he yeah. kind of smiled at me as if to say, well... And they said, actually, I passed through on the, on the last corner of that moto, so maybe uh, you know, uh, I'm yeah. learning fast. Oh, we'll start, <laughs> we'll that, start the rivalry now for 2020. <laughs> so. Well, in that moto, the, the last moto today, Hurling's passed him three times. Three separate times he had to pass Prado, so I'm sure Prado's getting sick of seeing the number four go by. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see his learning curve throughout the winter to be prepared. Jeffrey's going to obviously try to regain the form he had last year. He's good enough to win right now, but he's certainly not the Jeffrey Hurlings of 2018. Tony comes back. Guys, you're your defending champ. Mm. Febra switches to KRT Kawasaki. Uh, there's a million storylines going into uh, the 2020 MXGP season, so I'm excited for that already. Yeah. All right. Motocross the Nation is another one in the books. JT's uh, acceptance of these losses is getting easier and easier every single year. Really feels. I had accepted the loss here before we even showed up. So, Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it, Adam. Always good seeing you. Thank you. On track, off road, digital magazine, and uh, all your work for Racer X and everything else. And uh, JT, we'll start arguing on Tuesday. Nope, on the drive. Yeah, good point. Thanks, everybody.